context, the immediate context of the scripture before all this morning. Context, context uh, is the immediate context because when you, when you come to the interpretation of the Holy Scriptures, context is everything. If you are not going to run the risk of reaping the scripture and let them speak what it is in your head, you pay attention to the context, both the immediate context and the larger context of the text. So the immediate context of the scripture that you have read, particularly verse 23, is that Jesus was telling his disciples the impending suffering. The impending death. He said, the Son of Man must suffer many things, verse 21, verse 22 particularly, saying, the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests. Abel, walk on my sound. The chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. That is the immediate context. And this immediate context is set in the larger context or the greater context of uh, um, the feeding of the 5,000 and Jesus questioning or asking the disciples whom the world think that he is. Uh, and by, by the revelation of God, Peter answered that Christ is of God. That is verse 20. So the immediate context is the context of suffering. Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God, the incarnate second person of the triune God will suffer and be rejected. The, the water-walking man, the miracle-providing man will be rejected and suffer many things and the suffering will be death by the cross. And that can be perplexing to the disciples saying that how can this all powerful because it is Paul Peter had just said that Christ is of God and the next thing he said this God will be killed uh, in few days time and then he he cleared that up and he come to the section that you've opened up in verse 23 these are the must. These are the non-negotiable of the of discipleship, and this is not in the arena of uh, justification. Salvation is not by doing anything. Salvation is free by grace through Christ alone. So Jesus is not telling them to do the following so that they may be saved. This is speaking to those who have been saved, who are being saved by the grace of God. These are the non-negotiables of discipleship. And my desire for you, and as I check my own conscience in the year 2022, and I look at the past year, and look at the mileage that I covered as a person, as a Christian, not even as a pastor, as a Christian, the cry of my heart is that the Lord will work powerfully in my heart that I will see more of conformity to the image of Christ in my life. Everything rises and falls. Everything rises and falls on 
how much we have been made conformable to the image of Christ on a daily basis. If we are not growing as Christians, no matter what God does in our lives this year, it is a waste because if you look at the section that we are looking at, Jesus speaking, he said, for what shall it profit a man? That's verse 25. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? If the Lord blesses us this year, if the Lord protects us this year, if the Lord made us billionaires and maybe travel abroad this year, and this Blessings happen at the forfeiture of our relationship with God. And it, it, it is a disaster. It is uh, a tragedy to, to live, to have good health throughout the whole year. 12 months of no hospitalization. 12 months of no headache. 12 months of no panadol. But it is at the forfeiture of the vital relationship that should exist between us and Christ. It's a tragedy. But if we even if, even if we suffer health challenges throughout the year, but there is a, a robustness in our relationship with God, praise God. If as by, by lying down on the bed and uh, on the bed and 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 we, we were able to finish reading the Bible twice and we're able to have uh, a, a concrete and consistent relationship with God, we can say praise God to that. And it is with this at the back of my mind that trusting the Lord, I want to say these few things that the Lord will have me say and let us go. But before I come to the three days, the three things that the Lord wants us to hear this morning, let me just do uh, by way of observation. Observe with me that these things is not for the selected few. Verse 23, he said to all and anyone, so the instructions that the Lord is going to give is for all. It is not for pastors or leaders or the, the, the privileged few or the aristocrats. To all, anyone, anyone that will follow after Christ, anyone that will desire to have um, a normal, consist, consistent, healthy Christian life, it is for all, all, all and sundry, rich and poor, broke and non-broke, half and half not, all, anywhere. This is a must. This is a must. All, 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 not just leaders. And during our Sunday school, uh, bro, Elias, I did mention that all the commands in Timothy 3 regarding leadership uh, if you want to be a pastor, these are your qualifications. All those qualifications are for Christians, are for all Christians. It's for all. Admonitions from the mouth of the Lord is for all, without exception. So don't sit here and as I'm preaching, okay, I think Brother can need to hear that. I think for Abel will do well if he ah, I wish Abel is listening to pastor this morning. Eh, he, uh, I think he has not been consistent in coming to the school. It is him they are talking about. I mean, we thank God, me, I've, I've counted 12 months. Mm, if not for that day that I went to see my father-in-law, uh, I'm doing well, I'm doing well. Uh, it, it, is, it is naivety to just find your ego and say, I think I'm doing well, and I think it's about time they're talking about. This is all, 
Anyone that must follow after Christ is for you. The second observation is the idea of condition or the idea of conditionality attached to these instructions. He said, and he said to all, if anyone will come after me, if, conditions, if, it means it is the choice. The, 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 see, we have taught in this church again and again that justification is monogistic. It is the work of one. There is no contributions from your own part in your salvation. When it comes to the salvation equation, there is nothing that you brought to the table. But sanctification, because sometimes we mix justification and sanctification together. Sanctification is synergistic. There's a synergy between a Christian and the Holy Spirit, of course, and Christ. You are obeying, you are cooperating. And at that level, you have the capacity to choose not to obey or to obey. Because God will not force sanctification on your head. It is that your will is, your will and your affection is tutored and mature to choose to follow God willingly. Both in giving, in prayer, in reading the Bible, it's your choice. When you wake up in the morning, the, the Holy Spirit through angel, what angel? Mentioned angels, Gabriel. We don't say something, I take Bible, you must read. You must read. If you don't read today, I will beat you up. Is that what happened in your houses? Hmm? Hmm? Answer me, church. Is that what happened? Have you ever seen an angel forcing you to read your Bible? Have you ever seen, uh, uh, what again? I mean, there are some churches where pastors are very powerful that force you to do some certain things, uh, but not around this area. But God will not force you to do this. He wants you to obey Him, to do. So, uh, it's a condition. If you really want to achieve following Christ, you must, you must, you must do this. And if you choose not to, the danger, and the peril is unimaginable. I don't want to go into the danger of not availing yourself the opportunity of following God and obeying God, okay? So it, it is your choice. Growth in grace and maturity is something you come to consciously and intentionally. And in this new year, I want to employ you and implore you to follow God intentionally. The three days, Jesus speaking to the disciples, the first thing is Say, deny yourself. Let him, if anyone will come after me, let him deny himself. If I should speak like a prophet, my own theme for this year, year 2022, actually in my head, is the year of self-denial. I think we should do that and put it at the back as a sticker. I'll put there. there. You know, recently I've been, uh, some funny, funny idea has been coming to my head. I want to do a sticker that we can sell in town. I'll, and I'll write on the sticker. I actually put them down. I, I, I'll just laugh at my own, my own hopes. Say, I am a Christian. Boldly written, I am a Christian. Then I'll put there for three, three dots. I'm a Christian. I don't commit adultery. 
and there's a sticker I can put at the back of my of our cars. Eh? Oh, I'm a Christian. I don't collect and I don't give bribes. I think that should be a good thing to put on our, at the back. I don't collect and I don't receive. I don't give and I don't receive bribes. Oh, I'm a Christian. I don't tell lies. I put it in front of your car and the back of your car. So when you come to mechanic, your mechanic is looking at that sticker. Means this one will never tell lies under any conditions. Eh? Uh, I'm a Christian. I'll keep to my words. I'll keep to time. And all those things. I'm a Christian. I don't. I don't. I don't break traffic lights. Boldly anything at the back of your car. So this year you can go and say the year 2022 is the year of self-denial. What is self-denial? The idea of self-denial is that you are you are consciously saying, "I bow to the lordship of Jesus over my life." That is a simple definition. That's my definition. I am saying I prefer Christ to my self-interest. My entrenched self or enlightened self-interest take the back seat and the interests of my Lord and Savior take precedence. That whatever will be as a benefit to myself that I think, humanly speaking, are benefits to me when I, when I weigh them vis-a-vis the interests of Christ, my personal interests take the back seat. You see, we, by nature, actually, we are narcissists. Sorry, that is a heavy word, eh? Narcissism is having an overbloated self- Ego, uh, self-importance, okay. It can be a medical situation. Wait, is this a medical? Is this a psychological? Yeah, some, some huh? Yeah, so, but you can't have it in, in, like, like it's a brother of madness. So, you think you are very important. <laughs> you think you are very, 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 very important. That nothing matters. You are the one. You know, uh, there's, there's one funny Nigerian song that I listened to like five, six years ago. I, I don't know, if that, that, they don't play that again anymore on the FM. Because I listen to FM regularly. Or because I listen to Nigeria Info, I don't know. See, listen, I don't know who sang that song. People like Eliaza who are still struggling with something. I remember those who know that song. So, is it, waiting I, I want, I go get. Oh boy, if you are not given to me, I go best. And if I go, if I, if I best finish, then I will regret. Waiting I want, I go get. And if I'm not given to me, I go vex. And if I vex finish, then I go regret. It means I am the sun, and the whole world revolves around me. And that is the Nigerian spirit. It's about me. We have politicians who, who take money that the entire state cannot even finish. And they're hiding it in, in, in tanks, in water tanks, in burial grounds, in banks, in 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 offshore accounts in 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 country, some funny funny Panama islands, including pastors, Panama papers, because the idea is that it's me. Uh, I must never go down, head only, maybe tail. So the Nigerian spirit, the world of the secular spirit, has come into the church. The pastor is. Very important, and his wife, daddy and mommy, are the most important person in this congregation. The rest of you are the ladies. 
we are. That's who we are by nature. We crave. We we crave for 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 recognition, for affirmations. It is about us. And if there's anything to the contrary, it injured our self-worth. And we want people to worship us. Even though we are not saying this thing openly, our body language suggests that our design, our life priority and design is for us. Deny yourself. And have Christ as the priority. Paul was an educated person, a lawyer, and, and went to the best school, the Harvard of his day. He said, all, all that have learned and all that have amassed for the sake of the excellency of knowing Christ, I have counted them as what? As dunk. So your degrees, you know, a pastor, even pastor fall into that temptation, said, by the grace of God, you know, yeah, I was in illustrations. You know, when I was in Harvard, well, I mean, you are bringing that in so that they will know that you are not, you are not, you are not, you are not ordinary. Deny yourself. Deny yourself. In this way, that's really your, the, the key to not sinning against God is that put yourself down. Put yourself down deliberately. Paul said, I check myself. I put myself under. Lest after preaching to other people, I will be the castaway. You don't have capacity to satisfy you. The desire of your flesh are insatiable. This world cannot produce what will satisfy you. If you are now, now we have finished counting the world billionaires. Where are we heading to now? Where are we heading to? And I said, maybe Jeff Bezos will be the first. If you are a billionaire, if in those days when I was younger, a millionaire is a big thing. Who talks about billionaire in this time anymore? I mean, you talk about millionaires now. People like Obi Kubana or just, just people like Obi Kubana. There are billionaires in this country now that they have clubs. I just some billionaires in this. Deny yourself. Deny yourself of your unreasonable, unrealistic self-importance in this new year. Deny yourself of the demand of your flesh, the demand for illicit sex, the demand for illicit acquisition of wealth, the demand for illicit acquisition of properties, the demand for uh, illicit acquisition of grades in the universities. They call it source, the source grades. De deny yourself when your body is pushing you and your friends are pushing you and your family members are pushing you to go against God in satisfaction to your flesh, deny it. Say, my disciples, if anyone must come after me, let him deny us. Himself. The day you become a Christian is the day the journey of self-denial began. Amen. The second thing he told them is that he said to all, all of them, 
not just the, the 12 of the all, all, if anyone will come after me, let him deny himself, number two, and take up his cross daily. The second point is die daily. To the death, brothers and sisters, to the death, to the cross, on a daily basis. The idea of cross, the cross is synonymous with death. A cross is not uh, a, a piece of jewelry that people wear today, uh, necklaces, earrings, couplings, and church decorations. No, no, no. When you see the word cross in the New Testament, it means capital punishment. The cross is the, is, is the, is the what do you call that is, the, that is the highest point of torture in capital punishment in the days of the Roman government. People can hang there for as much as eight days before they die. So you are you are held by some nails, two hands, and then they position the legs so that you have some major balance hanging there. If you have long life, you can be there for as much as a week before you finally die. You will be thirsty. The element will be on your head. It, 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 is, it is one of the horrendous punishments ever devised by human beings as a way of making you to be accountable to the state and to put fear in the heart of those who want to disobey the state. So Jesus had, had told them that he's going to go through that process. But by implication, all those that will come after him will have to go through that cruciform principle of life. Cruciform, cruciform, C-R-U-C form, principle of life to the death. It means you, it, it's, it's not a yearly thing. There are some human beings that come to church every first day of the First Sunday of the year is very, very important to many people. You go to some Catholic church this morning, it will be packed. Actually, a Catholic church. They believe that the first Sunday of the month, or the Christmas celebration, this, this, people, people go to church on today, and then Easter, and then 25th of December, three times a year. And they believe that they, are, they should thank. Of course, they send their money to the pastors, and the pastor will visit them more than some of you guys. Die. Die to the flesh. Not just the flesh. Die to this world. Daily. When I mention to us that we are creatures of time, that is true. And as far as God is concerned, God is not bothered about the first of December and 1st of January. I hope, you, I hope you're not thinking like that. That God is today, now God is saying, Angel Michael, Angel Gabriel, today is 2nd, do you know today is 2nd of January? Uh, what are we planning for TBC? Uh, for Moses and for Eliezer and for Tibia? And then they, they draw a program and they, are, and they are running around trying to meet you. That's not right. Daily. So when we came yesterday, we went with Thomas used to Thomas who stayed awake all through the night, Happy New Year! If I, a lady was running around our company, shouting Happy New Year, in a single piece of rapper, shouting Happy New Year! Happy New Year! And when the day dawns yesterday, the sun rose from the east. I hope you understand. 
that the sun is still rising from the from the east. It's not that yesterday was first ground that the sun now rose from Ibadan. That's not what happened. Just in the east. And we are still eating and metabolizing and going to LA. It's the same thing, the same routine. Life is a daily transaction. So is our work with God. We mortify the deeds of the flesh. You see, Calvin talked about our heart. He said our heart is a factory of idols. As we finish dealing with one sin, another sin, crop up. I hope you, how many of you are, are honest Christians that can testify that as Christians, we will never get over sinning? As you are told, thank God, I'm no, I no longer smoke. All of a sudden, another temptation appears from nowhere. Your heart grew, custom made, rebellion on a daily basis. Your heart fights on a daily basis to unseat Christ from the throne of your heart so that flesh can dominate, so that you will not walk by the Spirit. Kill it. And I think I, this, I echo Paul's sentiment in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, I think it's verse 31, 32. He said, I die daily. There's one hymn that we sing popularly that should be, uh, Oh to grace, how great a debtor. Daily I am constrained to be. And he said, Oh Lord, let that grace like a fetter bind my wandering thoughts today. Prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. That's the reality of being a Christian. Die. Kill the flesh. Mortify the deeds of the flesh. Not weakly. No, some of us are crazy. Very crazy. I am part of those group. You know, like Sunday evening, it's like done. The Monday, open a new chapter of the week for rebellion, for all kinds of misdemeanor. And then by Saturday, particularly those, you know, there are some churches they don't eat Holy Communion every Sunday because they don't want to enter Wahala with God. They say, ah, this, this Holy Communion will be chopped every Sunday if you enter Wahala. So they eat it quarterly. I don't want to mention the name of the church, popular church. A week, three weeks today, they says, Communion remain three weeks now. Communion remain two weeks now. If they do anything, begin to withdraw your hand. So Communion remain next Sunday. And then you are so catered. If I'm drinking four bottles, let me make it one. And then small, 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 small. And then a week, two, three days to communion, you are holy. You have not smoked a cigarette for the past three days. You have not slept with anybody for three days. And then you justify yourself and walk in and partake of the lost table because for the past three days you have done nothing. And then by tomorrow morning you are back into your vomit and hopefully that the next quarter you will cleanse yourself and approve Give yourself some rating to come and sit at the table of the Lord. It's a high point of self-delusion. And it is foolishness. So by the time we leave here, that's our defeat point. We leave here on Sunday, but tomorrow morning, we are back to be Igbo people. We are back to be Idoma people. Don't you know I'm an Igbo people? Don't you know we are? Don't you know? Don't you know? I mean, I just came back from a, a barrier. 
And I said to my dad, my dad is 82 now, pastor for 54 years. And we are so amazed at the level of cultural idolatry that have come into the church in the name of burial. You know how first burial, second burial, you are hence like goods. If you don't kill cow for your late father, don't kill cow for your mom. If you want to kill cow for this one, now you have to go and kill cow for the person that died 20 years ago before you can kill cow for this. All of them are Christians. And then uh, in the ambulance, who sits in the front seat is important. You, you, not everybody can you know, wear the coffee face. Wear, everything is. The devil will make sure we, we disobey God. In this year, deny yourself. Die daily. To the death daily. To the cross daily. And number three, dutifully. Follow Christ. Dutifully follow Christ. And he said to all, if anyone will come after me, let him deny himself and come after me. Let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Dutifully follow Jesus as a matter of duty. Not it's a matter of choice. So that you're not like, eh, I'm a Christian bet. Eh, don't talk to me like that because it is I'm a Christian. I'd I, I be Christian, but, eh, uh, <laughs> we, do you know, I'm from, do you know where I come from? Do you know us? We are, we are from, a, we are a bad people. And what is that supposed to mean? Follow Christ. Follow. When it is convenient, follow. When it is not convenient, follow. Out of season and in season. See, a Christian life is like this. There is Jesus in front of you and you are doing what? Follow. If it used to be an insult, it used to be a pejorative word when I was much younger. What they call follow, follow. How many of you have heard it before? I think Fela also talked about that Jesus follow, follow, follow. Follow, follow actually was taken from the Christian idea of discipleship. It means Christ is following like this, and you are just following like this. Like, like, is this zo- Thank you. You say that. So Christ is just standing there, just, and then you are following him. You are following him. Anywhere he turns, he turns. Anywhere he turns, that's, 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 Christian life is follow, 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 follow. The, the reason why you are challenged is that you've not been tutored to follow Christ. You have been following people. You have been following prophets. You have been following pastors. You have been following church and your denomination. If not, if not really follow Christ. So, I mean, because following the church and following the pastor can be very, 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 very daunting. Because the pastor could be in a good mood today and be in a bad mood tomorrow. And then they confuse your head. And the pastor even will stand. I don't know, people got a nerve. 31st of December, they will stand like this and they say, the Lord told me that this year 22 things will happen. And as the Lord has told this pastor that this will happen, the Lord also is telling that pastor in Kuji something that is diametrically opposite that he will do this year. So by today, now it's actually stickers that are like the year of immortality and now it's the year of uh, the year of the, of um, yeah, 
I've seen one yesterday. Uh, but my former church, this is the year of uh, celebration. Celebration. I mean, what is that supposed to mean? I mean, do you know it's actually empty? <laughs> this is our year of celebration. Woo! We're celebrating. I don't record it. Let's celebrate. I mean, why are you celebrating? What? I mean, you're celebrating. And there's some things this is here of uh, manifestation. That's also empty. All time manifesting work. And on and on and on and on. And because you put your trust in men, when things go wrong, say, ah, God, God don't fall my eye. I know. You've not been following him. It was your pastor that told you that the Lord told him that nobody shall die this year. It actually is your pastor that told you that the Lord told him that this year affliction shall not arise the second time. It is your pastor that actually told that this year things are lined up for you in pleasant uh, places. It is your pastor that told you that if you could give the whole salary of January, you can secure the 11 months. So for you to secure, to have the remaining 11 months in your grasp, grasp take the whole of... Don't rush put that on your head. Eh? Take the whole of your January salary and give it not to the church, as a seed to who? To the pastor. So when we are surprised that some pastors are rich, I am surprised as they are surprised. Even in this small church, if all of you give me your earning in January, at least I can buy a tokumboka. And that will be a testimony that God is with me. And now you are broke, God is not with you. Dutifully familiarize yourself with the scripture, with the voice of Jesus. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. The voice of a stranger, they will not listen. I will lead them out and I will bring them in. My job as a pastor is to show you Christ. So follow, follow him. Don't follow me. I am not sure of what tomorrow holds. I can, I can speculate. I mean, if, if I say by this year, people are going to get married and there is a heavy amen. Of course. By my calculation, one, two, three, four, there's some, there's some five, six single men in this church. Including those who are looking at themselves, huh? I mean, that means there could be, there could be one person that will get married, isn't it? And the person will come and say, okay, by the word of the pastor, I got married this year. And it looked like my prophecy has come to pass. What, are, what, what about the remaining five? They have no faith. Follow Christ. When you wake up in the morning, your job is to follow Christ. Your duty. Your duty. When you either you are a military man, you are a politician, you are, you are a banker, or you are a businessman, you are a builder, you are an architect, you, you, are, a, you are an entrepreneur, your job is to follow Christ in the, your various disciplines. Follow Christ. And if it means your life, it is given not only to believe in Christ Jesus, but to suffer for his sake. Following Christ means they will chop off your head one day. And it is part of the deal. Following Christ means your family members will forsake you. Follow him. Following Christ means you become unpopular. Follow him. 
Following Christ means you'll be very hungry. And in the days of hunger, there'll be temptations to corrupt yourself so I can satisfy your hunger. You are saying, I follow my master. That's what it is. In this new year, brothers and sisters, I want to encourage you with the word of our master Jesus today. Deny yourself. And I want us to teach our children this. We live in the age where many people now even ask their children what they want to eat before they start cooking. Grandma, help me. In your days, do you sample Tam's opinion on what they want to eat before you cook? Eh? If mama cook, what happened to you? Eh? What do you say you don't want to eat? Eh? Nah, not say you're on your own. Some, some consequences will follow. Is it, you, you, eh? Is it, <laughs> I don't want to say what's, because I feel that a jabota now is abuse. The mama cook, say no one chop. They are not safe to, you are on your own. You will be eating that food <laughs> with tears. You eat it. You don't remember in those days as children. Some children will never want to drink their medicine. Eh? Mama get time. They will put your head hand here. Eh? <laughs> I hold your nose. And you will drink it. Drink it. Your tummy just like that. They just say, that, that, that. That was the day that the world was good. It's the day when you grew up with the idea of sacrifice and selflessness. You know that, you're not, that the world does not revolve around you. You know that the key to peace is obedience. You know that. That, that you know that if you disobey mama, there's an instant consequence. My mom was quite simple and bad. If he not, I became like a teenager when I began to manifest some levels of disobedience. I will do disobedience. My mom knows that my weakness is that if, you, if I'm angry, I will not eat food. It was demonic. I will punish my parents by starving myself. So before they will start to give me my military punishment, they allow you to eat first. I mean, many, many parents are like that. They will, they, will, they will allow you to eat first. And then you are thinking, ah, that's it. Four a.m. My father will wake up. Say, say, wake me up. I, I look up. Mama, what is that? Say, sit down. We see with a Bible. Then we like, you see with, you see my mother with Bible. Well, I don't start. He say, bring your Bible. And then you go to Proverbs. Proverbs is their favorite right? Foolishness is in the heart of a child. A rod with marks will drive it out. <laughs> The word of God has confirmed on your head. <laughs> At that point, you cannot even say sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You teach our children that, that life is not all about them. Our children, the children of the now, are bullies. They bully us because we allow them. They don't want that. They don't want that. They don't want that. Even the color of their full flask, they decide, they determine it. On the Sunday morning, they choose what they want to hear, even at the age of five. And they, they, they always get away with disobedience. Don't do this, they do it. They break the remote control, you go and buy another one. They'll break the TV, you go and put them to replace the TV they broke. They'll break the TV, it's over. 
their phones. They must learn self-denial at the, at the feet of our destruction as a nation and as a church is that we lack self-restraint. We lack self-denial. Self-denialism is the theology that must run through your head this year. It's not about you. It's about the Lord. It's about my neighbor. I work for the interest of my neighbor. For the Lord, for the sake of the Lord, if my girlfriend is not helping me to know the Lord, I kicked her out. There is no space to, for but. A Christian life is a regimented lifestyle. But Abitus will tell you that if you are in the military, I think what the word that is quite common in the military is yes, 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 ba. How many no do you say as a minute? How many no do you have in your mouth? Between you your superior. How many no do you have in your mouth? It's about yes, sir. Eh? I mean, I've been to, I've, when I, I used to live in um, yeah, this village near the military area. Is it called Mashu? Is it called Mashu? I don't know. Is it Malali? I, I, in Kaduna, there's one village. Called Mashu. I've lived there before. I was now with the people to see how they train the soldiers. The song they are answering to, most of the songs are insults. Eh? Most of the songs that you are singing with joy. <laughs> they are insulting them. And they are, they are, it's a regimented life. The word of God has laid out for you manuals for your life. You must follow, follow it. You must follow, follow it without equivocation. Without trying to, to say it to we are Nigerians, you know, in our culture. So follow Bible finish now. You're going to follow. They're going to, they're going to do. No, no, no. Follow, 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 follow. And let our children see us doing that. And let it manifest in every area of our lives. Even our attendance to church. Do you know if you start church by 12 o'clock, some will come late. Do you understand? Eh? If you start church by 6 a.m., some will come late, isn't it? Start the church by 7, they will come late. Okay, put church by 12. They will come late. Follow Christ. Serve him joyfully, dutifully. And this is the word of God for you in this year. It will help you. Because things that will happen to us this year differs. Uh, I have a, a dear brother who, and, and, and I say this, was, I have a lot of things planned out for himself. And he was heading to crossover night on the 31st. And right before his eyes, his 13-year-old was rushing to say, Dad, welcome. He has been away for four days on a journey, and he, he traveled six hours to meet his family that already in church for crossover night. And the daughter was rushing towards him. Just a step to him, she slumped. As if she tripped. And she fell. And like a joke, we buried her yesterday. So on the 1st of January, we are burying your 13-year-old. Is that part of the plan? If you don't understand cross, that a child of God must carry his cross daily and follow. And he said, learn of me. Carry your cross and follow me. Learn of me. He said, my, my yoke is easy. 
My burdens are light. If you don't understand all of these things, when challenges come this year, and they will come, you will be broke at some point in this year. You need to go see the doctor at some point. There will be toothache. There will be some eye issues this year. This year, you may be running around for your rent this year. Because of my operations this year. And this year, the Lord could prosper you beyond your wildest imaginations. And you, are, you landed in money. What you regulate your conduct in both situations is that you are a follower of Christ. And you have carried your cross. And you are following him on a daily basis. Constrained. We have been fettered to follow the good God. And I pray that the Lord bless your heart in this new year. And may the Lord bless his word into your heart. Amen.